Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Mitten Backstage Podcast. My name is Dutcher Snedeker, and you're about to hear a wonderful conversation between myself and Grand Rapids' own Patty Pershala. If you dig what you hear, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Snedeker and show your support. You get episodes early, you get access to private live streams, you get access to bonus streams during the week, and you have the option to use me for lessons, consultation, or even studio recording. So without further ado... Let's get into today's episode. I really know intro yet, but I'll just do some kind of intro. <laughs> it's men backstage. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Mitten Backstage Podcast. I'm your host, Dutcher Snedeker. And with me today, I have the ever talented, wonderful. Patty Pershala. Yay. <laughs> so I'm here. I'm awake. <laughs> you're here. You're awake. Um, I don't know if you're like me looking at the rain, wishing it was snow, but I kind of I kind of want it to be snowing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's where I'm at. The rain is is my October thing, and I'm just like out there like, yes! Ah! And all my vampire clothes. Oh yeah, I have, a, I have a separate rack. <laughs> <laughs> the it's 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 a break in case of emergency, but it's already broken because <laughs> it's always in use. <laughs> but yeah, so you are a you know a very recognized presence in the West Michigan music scene. Um, why don't you just kind of give a little overview of like who you are, what you do, you know, because some people see you on stage, some people see you, you know, singing, playing instruments, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes feel like I haven't, like, settled into just one thing because I, 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 I'm the jack-of-all-trades kind of <laughs> approach to things. But um, right now, my main focus is Patty Prashela and the Mayhaps, which is a band um, that I have with my partner, Lucas Powell, who plays guitar. And my little brother, who's not related to me at all, Alec Kleinefelter on drums. And I play that big old bass right there. Um, and we are actually getting our tracks mastered right now for our upcoming album, which is so that we can get into later if you want. Um, and then I also do some solo music. My last thing was uh, folk, alternative, anti-folk, I don't know what you call it, EP thing that I did um, in 2019. And then... Going forward, I have no idea what it's going to be. I just make music for me on the solo <laughs> project. And I don't know. I'll, basically, what I do is put myself out there with whatever I'm doing. Because a lot of people, like, I put out a piano video the other day. Um, or me playing piano and singing, which is not at all my main instrument. But it's there. And if it sounds better for the song, I'm going to do it. So a lot of the times, it's just, like, whatever feels right to me is what I put up there. So I think people get a lot of different angles. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it speaks to, you know, there, there's always that, those discussions of like, how to make it in the modern industry. And, you know, there's all these people like reading books and, you know, getting, trying to get knowledge about like, oh, like different, you know, income streams, different things. But, you know, to have it come so naturally of like, you, you know, you play bass and then you're like, okay, you know, I want to write this song on guitar. I want to play piano. I want to sing. I want to, you know, like, I think it's good that you, you don't limit yourself. Um, because 
I, you know, everyone's going to have their own thing that they like mm-hmm. or don't like about anything. <laughs> so the more that you kind of put yourself out there, I feel like that's, you know, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, gives you options too. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I'm one of those people that I'm always reading and subscribe to every podcast and like, <laughs> I almost should start a consulting company because people ask me questions, but I just kind of, I don't know, I just share whatever, whatever little thing I know that I think can help somebody if they ask. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just really fun to experiment and just make music. And the thing that I learned this year specifically with adapting because normally I'm on stage three to four times a week doing kind of the same routine that I've been doing for years but building on it slowly this year I've just been building a repertoire and like I've written like 30 something songs and I've been getting better at not releasing only perfect videos and just releasing what feels good this week every week and um, it's been getting easier with practice which is it doesn't seem like it would work that way but it, it does yeah, I I've recently kind of made that, you know, like I think the biggest step in terms of like realizing that feeling of like, you know what, I just got to kind of go for it um and just, you know, everything's going to be part of my story and, and journey and all of that. Um mm. you know, part of it was the, the Patreon. One thing I never thought I would do is I joined TikTok. <laughs> And I, it's like a very, you know, it's a very interesting platform. I see, you know, already like that algorithm navigated me to like, somehow it navigated me to a student I had when I was um, a choir accompanist at Allendale High School. She's since graduated. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been like five years since that job. But uh, she she I, I had always saw her in the choir rehearsals kind of you know doing light cosplay and and being into anime kind of stuff and she's kind of built this audience on tiktok doing you know cosplay different um you know lip dubs to like references from i guess different like i don't know music related to anime or animated shows and, and she's you know she's got several thousand people watching and <laughs> And she, wow. she, she found me also and was like, oh, Mr. Stedeker, you're on here. <laughs> I'm like, so how is this? It's, it's, it's been a, you know, a fun, like trying to figure out this weird, this platform that can like, you know, you could find like, you know, the people you'd expect to be on it, like, a, oh, Jacob Collier. Yeah, he's a creative tour de force and he'll make anything on anything because he knows how to do it. And yeah. and then you'll see, like, the dude who got famous just asking people, like, in nice cars what they do for a living. <laughs> hmm. And he just poses that question that we're all kind of thinking in the back of our head when we see, like, you know, like, like every time I see, there's like a Lamborghini that always drives around Grand Rapids and I'm like, what does that guy do? It's like, how does he have one here? I'm a car thief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, just trying not to like, not, you know, like you want, you want to put out quality, but you also like, if, if you get hung up on the semantics, you're not going to learn the skills through the trial and error that comes with just being like, you know, like, oh, this thing popped up. Let's 
record a thing, put it out, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to reach someone or, you know, be some kind of next little notch on your, you know, or little check mark on your to-do list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be overwhelming though, because I have accounts on everything, but like TikTok, I could not get into it, but I don't think the people who would, I mean, I'm sure there would be some people there who would like what I would do, but I just would rather spend my time on like YouTube, which mm -hmm. like, cause you know, the Spotify stats came out not too long ago and everybody was like, Whoa, 60 countries, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have 300 streams on every song, which is not, <laughs> not something that I let get to me like so much because it's just one platform and I didn't push that platform. But when I look at my YouTube stats, it's like you gained 500 subscribers this year. I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that. Like I had my um, closer to the heart video um, that I played on ukulele, like after Neil Peart um, passed away, I have almost like 20,000 views on it or something now. Wow. And yeah. And so it's just, and that is the video that I wasn't even, like I was out in a field and I was going to play Spirit of Radio. Um, and then I figured out how to play the closer to the heart riff. And I just went, you know, screw it. I would rather do this song to promote my Rush tribute. And then it, it was the one, like no microphone on me or anything. It's just me and my camera in a field. And that's the one that did the best this year. It's just, I don't know. I'm just following my bliss and it's been going well. And I think that's the best thing I learned <laughs> this year. Yeah, because, you know, I, I remember um, somehow it was this year. I went to NAM in January, and, you know, that's, like, the nexus of everyone. It's, like, if you could, like, peel back someone's mind, it's, like, oh, there's a guy who spent a lot of time with analytics. There's a guy who just only plays guitar on Instagram. There's a legendary jazz bassist. There's a, a the guy who made this brand come to life and, like, they're all to, in one sphere. And I was actually in, um, uh, we were, me and L were killing some time, uh, L Lively, uh, we were killing some time before our group was leaving and we stumbled into the uh, Elise Tro. Um, like her, she did a panel. She's that uh, artist that did. Oh, what did she do? It was like a, I think a Bobby Womack and Foo Fighters song mashup. Hmm. It's like, she does like live looping and it's, it's got like, okay. it, it was one of those videos that like she put it out and it like made her career. Like she did performances on late night and she's got a, you know, wow. a team now. And she was talking about, um, you know, the back end of things uh because someone asked like how, do you pay attention to analytics or like do you how do you manage like all this stuff and she you know she said that she didn't which i was like okay so either someone's doing it for her or she really isn't concerned about it and is just knowing yeah. that she has an audience and can put something out and people will react to it and i think that's a good uh, motivator because it is it is like crazy to try and like micromanage like like analytics understanding like search engine optimization and I'm just starting an e-newsletter e and <laughs> like just yeah. something I could put out to like you know another medium that some people might interact with but yeah I, yeah. I like that you're you're just kind of 
yeah, go like this feels good. I'm going to put it out and repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's so much to do. I've been thinking about like, if I could, <laughs> if I could just track my time that I work on this, like, cause normally I feel like I work 60 hours a week. I don't know what normally means, but just non-pandemic times, um, I would work maybe 60 hours a week. And a lot of that would be like performing or driving to performances or promoting a performance. And that was my whole thing. And now I'm doing like, there's still so much under that in like just the managing it and like being consistent with your business and and then like <laughs> I, that would feel very weird to me at this point because I'm such a I'm like so hands-on like I have my band but I'm like you do this thing because you can do it way better than I can and then I'm gonna do all of these other things because I have the time I don't know and the energy but I don't know I don't know where I'm going with that that's just I yeah there's a lot there's a lot to do <laughs> yeah it would and it you know, uh, you, I'm still like I. I probably should finish it before this year because I started it this year. The um, the Ari Hest book, the How to Make It in the New Music Business. Ari Herstand. Hurst. Who's Ari Hest? Um, <laughs> that name was familiar, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I am, um, I am a follower of his. <laughs> like, I don't want to say religiously, but I'm like, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, he's so like to the point of like, look, this is these are the options you got and go. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, find I like that he you know, it, it, over the years I I've grown to accept um the term brand as something that's, you know, I'm not Nike, like I'm not just selling shoes, but I am, you know, trying to communicate what makes up me as an artist as a person as a you know someone who wants to help and educate people that are like okay you know i've taken lessons i'm in a band or like i've graduated music school and i'm trying to figure out a career it's like trying to help people navigate a business that you know in a way that like they can feel like they have some sort of I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say structure because it's like, it's so hard to have structure with the, the career. Um, but, you know, having some kind of guidelines, have some, yeah, guidelines to help navigate it. And Ari has, you know, uh, a bit about, you know, talking, oh, what was it? About, uh, Oh, there's so many nuggets. I lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> um, but read his book. It's if you know people listening. Um, it's mm-hmm. very you know. Or he's, listen to his podcast. Oh yeah, he does have a podcast. Because that's more like because the book is obsolete as soon as it goes out. Like some part of it. Like in the, right. Not to interrupt you, but in in the volume two, he was like, as soon as volume one came out, uh, Vine just went away and my whole two pages just didn't matter anymore now you can kind of apply them to tiktok but so i don't know the podcast is good because he's like now like what do we do because of covid and that's like the main topic that you hear in a lot of his episodes and stuff but it's it's good he's good yeah i'm always a fan of his like his little nuggets on instagram that are just like to the point and like it, it gets you it 
it gets you thinking about like, okay, what am I like? What is my version of the thing he's he's showcasing, or what is my version of putting time mm-hmm. into this platform or or thing? Or and I'm I'm realizing too that you know having wanting to like create podcasting stuff i'm interested in the longer form stuff and i you know most of my viewing is like creative people on youtube it's it's not like you know i this this year i watched like you know a couple docu series and like a couple shows on netflix and then everything else was like you know eyes glued to these different people that are like wait a minute these people are going to do a video every day and now it's covid (laughs) like how are they navigating that what are they going to do or like these people are used to working in this big team and it involves you know having the access to the studio space how are they going to adapt and Mm -hmm. so it's been cool to like you know have this very unique chapter in a lot of like creator um like yeah, profiles where they, you see, you see them kind of like distill like, okay, how do we make the thing we make from our houses? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and what do we need? It's gotten better. Like in, the, it's been like, what, nine months, 10 months or something since like the initial lockdown in like March. Yeah. Um, and then it, it was so, so many live streams and so many technical difficulties. And now everybody's like, Zoom, bam. Like, not, not everybody. Right. <laughs> but we've, we've all gotten better or at least, like, figured out what, what works for us and is worth the, like, effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's live streaming. I tried that at the beginning, and it is, like, it's, like, three hours of setup. <laughs> no joke. If you want to do it well. Ugh. Yeah, I'm still, I, you know, I yeah. I started doing, um, and I'm doing one tomorrow, it'll be my third one, um, just an hour of solo piano. And even that, it's like, okay, I got to... Oh, that's so great. <laughs> um, uh, you know, even that, it's like, it, depending on, because I, I try to do them at Third Coast, um, now that I have that office there, and... Yeah. Um, you know, the past couple weeks it's been in studio a and it's like, okay, how do I, you know, like an X, Y pattern on a mic position. How do I do that again? Like I haven't had to do Mm. that in forever. (laughs) And like, uh, you know, using equipment and, uh, last week, uh, Bill actually helped me with, he brought just a big, uh, lamp with three lights and just pointed them at me and I was like this looks mm-hmm. way better why didn't I do this <laughs> like yes <laughs> so it makes all the difference yeah so I'm like this is the <laughs> yeah I'm 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 excited for um you know with yeah again Patreon but also these weekly concerts other things I want to plan around the fact that you know I'm not like the, the next show I might have is when GR Noir um, is able to open to the public. I'm going to be part of the soft opening with a trio, but that was supposed to be. I don't know if I'm familiar with that. Is this like a jazz club or something? Yeah, it's so this guy, um, uh, Shatan. Am I mix, mixing up Shatans? I know two. Anyway, GR Noir. <laughs> 
I'm talking to the owners um, on and off. Like initially talked to them in February, COVID happened, months went by, followed up with them a couple times. And they were like, we have our building and we have everything set up. And Gier Noir is like, um, it's a wine bar that'll be uh, on division. I'm trying to remember the cross street, but I know mm -hmm. it's on division in Grand Rapids. And I don't know where anything is. So <laughs> <laughs> just Google. Um, I've lived here my whole life. I could not tell you where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only reason I know where stuff is, is uh, growing growing up especially in um middle school and high school a lot of my friends were on like like i lived on the southeast side and all of my friends were on like the northeast or northwest side so i didn't have a car and my but my parents would let me bike across town so i would just oh my yeah get used to like oh i'll take kalamazoo to this street and to, to fuller and then that can cut right over to where i need to go and but um yeah. Yeah, they're they're a wine bar that you know they they want to emphasize jazz, um, and not and he was explicit in saying like I don't want it to just be like every Monday it's the, this kind of jazz and every Sunday it's smooth jazz like he wants to feature all kinds of jazz from around the the region and then also you know have the ability to attract guests that would come to like the different colleges or would come through to like Detroit or Chicago, like be able to make a, a stop. Mm. Um, but yeah, they were supposed to yeah, that's great. open in November and then that got pushed back and now it's like, we're just waiting, but you know, uh, doing these weekly streams, I'll be able to like keep playing <laughs> and having fun mm -hmm. with it. <laughs> Well, I would love to come see you. I enjoyed, like, I had nothing going on last Sunday, and I just stumbled upon it, and it was just nice to chill. I don't know. I've said this to you many times. I don't know how your brain and your hands know how to do that. So I'm assuming it's because you've been doing it for so long and just dedicated to it. But I just, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm like, grab this thing, teach myself one thing. Okay, bored. Grab this thing, teach myself one thing. Okay, I'm bored. <laughs> Well, and then, well, and I think the same way, because I'm, I'm working on, like, I've always um, tried to practice, it, uh, you know, like, while improvising, trying to sing, like, the lines that I want to play, and then, you know, it's like, okay, now I want to try and, like, actually, like, sing, these singers I like, I want to cover their songs, but I also need to work on singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so doing that, I'm like, how do people, it's like seeing you like, you know, do the rush cover while singing. And I'm like, how do you wait? <laughs> I could play the instrument part, but maybe oh. not the, <laughs> both of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. I actually heard that a lot from instrumentalists. Like, I can't do both. I'm like I, I've only ever played instruments so that I didn't have to rely on someone else to back to accompany me when I'm singing. <laughs> so it's just like, I've never played an instrument without singing. And now that I'm trying to do that, it's like, uh, but <laughs> so is that <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to, one of the things I want to do by the, Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> What's up? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say one of the things I'm trying to do, trying to do by the end of the year is, um, 
I already know all of 2112 Overture by Rush, but I want to do the whole first side of 2112 mm. on bass um, and then have singing, like, probably separate because that's a, that's a lot to do. And Getty is very, like, ah! like, high range. Like, I have to stretch my high range to hit that man's <laughs> notes and stuff. So anyway, so I'm hoping that'll, that'll put me at that next level as a player anyway. Yeah, so is that always, like, like – was it a, a thing that you picked up an instrument along with singing right from the get-go or were you like singing and realizing like, you know, I don't want to just be like without accompaniment on stage by myself. <laughs> um, I have a weird relationship with, with both of those things. Um, because I mean, I've been on stage singing since I was really little, like, you know, not regularly, and I was never pushed to do it. My dad played guitar, and um, he always went to jam sessions, and so I was always singing classic rock covers since I was really, really little. Um, and then I started playing piano when I was about 10, and that was the only thing I ever had lessons on. Um, and so I'd play piano and sing for church because I went to Catholic school, and the student masses didn't have any music unless I was there to do it um and then by the time I was like I must have been 15 before I realized I wanted to write songs and at the time it was um it was at Harry Potter conventions that I would mainly do my thing and like I did I did okay in the Harry Potter wizard rock circuit for a while um but I really did I just picked up I was like I want to learn how to play guitar but I also want to learn how to sing so they were just both always there I think the only reason that I'm I feel that I'm much better at singing than anything else is that it's the instrument that's always with me. And I'm that person in the car that's like, I'm drumming on the steering wheel and I'm like, ah, like let it fly. Cause <laughs> that's the, that's the thing I've like, I don't know. And I'm singing again, is like self-taught except for like singing with other people. I think I learned that in choir and stuff, but the biggest thing that I learned was just to, it's, you just have to go for it. Cause if you're focusing too much, like, yes, pitch matters and, like, shape matters, too, but you really got to just believe it and just, <laughs> Just, um, Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that does. It, and, and, you know, you saying that I'm, I'm the same way, like, with, um, if I'm in the car and I'm listening to something, it, like, I, I usually have to be, like, you know, either singing along or like playing along and even as a kid uh i would um even before i started taking piano uh i started taking when i was eight um they mm -hmm. i would go with like my cousins and my grandpa to the beach and we would you know have the radio going and i'd just be in the back seat drumming <laughs> trying to play along to the radio mm -hmm. and and every everyone in my family was just like, oh, he maybe he could do music, and here we are today. <laughs> Aw, that is so good. I feel like not a lot of people get that. I'm glad that we both had that. Um, I mean, I don't know if it seems like that was the case for you too, though. Like when you have the talk with your parents, and you're like, I want to do this for a living, and then a lot of parents are like, you can't do that. And my parents were always like, just get a job. <laughs> as well if it's not gonna work out we don't really care yeah it, it well it's kind of a mix because my my dad my dad was the one who you know he and he 
he did the thing where like, yes, I picked piano after like one, I, I tried to take a drum lesson and I was, you know, expecting like, Oh, I'm going to get a, you know, this big drum kit. I'm going to hit a bunch of stuff. And it was like, I think like a local jazz dude, like doing rudiments on a practice pad and, and he was very like low energy and I'm just like, this is so boring. And then, and then, uh, um, after that one lesson at Meyer music, I, uh, I got to there. He was like, he's like, well, okay. So drums didn't work out. Like what other instrument do you want to try it? I was like, well, how about piano? Cause I had, I had seen my dad playing piano and my, um, my dad's side of the family is all musicians. Um, oh. like we were, we were joking the other day on our zoom call for the holiday, uh, that you know if if the cousins were all to do a zoom call there needs to be like a general cousins and then all the musician cousins because we have like <laughs> like my one cousin just finished his master's i have two cousins who are in their undergrads for music i have like oh they're like musicians like they're, yeah, they're musicians <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> yeah like my my one cousin like he got to study on a fulbright in london um to uh his thesis was on like studying like the the you know the classical you know like beethoven bach and all these different people but i think he his main focus was beethoven the ogs and but it was also like you know gathering up new information in the context of like classical music and and sexuality so it was like exploring how mm -hmm you know, these things that aren't as normally discussed when talking about these types of artists. Um, he just found a way to like incorporate that into like demonstrating music and talking about composition and, and yeah, just doing cool projects. Um, but as you can imagine with that kind of, you know, lineage, my, my grandma still, had she's like 89 and she's got one student <laughs> she's still got one student wow. and still going my grandpa just picked up violin last year and like he just turned 92 this year <laughs> so he's like holy crap that's still awesome. learning something <laughs> this gotta be like i mean I don't know. I, I imagine that'd be really good for your brain too. And just like your overall well-being and just enjoyment. I don't know. It's never too late. I love that. Yeah. Cause he, you know, the, my, my grandparents, they, my, my grandma, I think she was a, a nurse before she like, you know, made the switch to like do that and piano and then just doing piano. Um, and my grandpa, uh was a minister at a lot of different you know like he did prison ministry he was at different churches he's done like the you know i think he went to yale yeah he went to yale um it's yeah it's like it's weird because like the, i you think of those schools and there's like that that snooty character in your head but then you're like oh yeah my grandpa went to yale like it was just a college back then <laughs> It was still mm -hmm. a nice college, but it wasn't like, oh, my, my dad, like, bought a wing of the building so I can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And so you, 
a lot of your so it sounds like you've been just like as a, a performing artist like you were just on on stage a lot kind of getting a feel for like you know audiences places to play what you what you liked about it <laughs> um did you ever like like was there ever a point where you you had the performing side alongside like oh i'm gonna you know like take lessons or anything or was all of your education like i'm shadowing my dad i'm making my own gigs in coffee shops like <laughs> um yeah it's actually really interesting my dad never i mean we would jam together like a little bit but he never taught me anything um even and we actually share a lot of the same like kinds of music that we enjoyed so i think that's where his influence with me was was the songwriters that i love like cheryl crow specifically i remember him sitting me down when i was six and being like she writes poetry you know that's why i like the women in music and and basically like and then i was seven and then we went that was my first concert he took me to see her and it was basically like you could do this be cheryl crow and i was like okay um <laughs> so that like that the inspiration i think is mostly what he gave me um but no i'm a street cat i started booking gigs when i was 18 um at mostly coffee shops um and one of my first gigs was out in the skigan at um, mexican grill it was a four-hour set which is way too long for any one person to do yes with a voice <laughs> like that's a lot um wow. yeah and uh that was when i was 21 and then i just kind of jumped into it and i just i would find whoever would take me and then it slowly kept getting better and better um so for a long time it was like whatever job i was working because that was i mean i didn't live with my parents for very long i moved out when i was 18 and then moved back in at one point but i always had to have I had to have a way of supporting myself. That was the only thing that they cared about um, if I was going to do music. And um, I don't know. I just, I learned everything from just listening to other people play, listening to other people talk. Um, I learned a lot once Lucas came into my life, uh, which I think we, we've been writing the music together since like 2017 or something. And already like, and I wasn't a bass player until I met him. It's just, we couldn't find a reliable bass player that we also liked and wasn't, I yeah. <laughs> all the time so I was like I guess I'm a bassist now that's fine <laughs> um so I don't know I just I've always just done what I needed to do because I never I never wanted to do anything else with my life not for a second and I didn't want to go to college because I didn't have the money um there you go <laughs> or, you know and yeah it, it that's really all it's been just I had to figure it out and I was gonna be damned if I you know I don't know. I just I was gonna do it no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I well I share that that sentiment with like you know, it, especially at this point like I can't really do anything else. <laughs> like yes, theoretically I could like, you know I would have skill sets to work certain jobs, but in terms of a career and like a passion, it's like I have. I've gone through six years of school. <laughs> I've, mm -hmm. I've like put in like hours and hours and hours of my instrument. And then also like, you know, really, I feel like within the last two years, especially since I finished my master's, that's, that's where I felt like, like, yes, I've been, you know, like I, I played with different groups during those times. And I had experiences through 
the at college, but the last two years have kind of been like, all right, you, you know, you don't have this like safety net of school. <laughs> like mm. you don't have the like, well, Oh, the gig didn't work out, but at least, you know, I, I got school. I can focus my time in on It's like, Nope. Now you only got <laughs> like, what do you want to do? How are you going to support yourself? And I, I always think of this, um, uh, what was it? This guy, Nick Scarpino, who is part of this kind of video game outlet, um, media entertainment thing called uh, Kind of Funny. And that company was formed from five people leaving IGN, like the big dog and video games media. Um, mm -hmm. And he, you know, in that first couple years, they they you know they found their audience got a really good response on patreon and they started their brand like you know pretty strong but he talked nick scarpino talked about you know those initial decisions to like leave you know very stable jobs where they could still be you know creative within limitations and do things they want to do within a per, like a framework um he was saying like you know there's those times where you're kind of backed into a corner as a creative and that's where you start to like you know create your way out of it <laughs> you start thinking mm -hmm. of like you know like okay i know how to do this what if i put it towards that or i know i can like oh yeah i haven't done this in a while let's focus on this because it makes sense for what's happening right now and like not even in a pandemic situation like just like different seasons of life <laughs> yeah um so yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to like turn off that you know want to do music when you've been doing it so long and you're like I why mm -hmm. would I no keep going <laughs> yeah yeah I, pandemic and it feels like it's the only thing I'm talking about but it it matters it's it's affected my whole life and I'm not home this much I'm not an indoor cat it's not my way um and i like that there was a lot of press like and opinions around like ivanka trump being like the why not try something new thing which is easier said than done because there's whole industries that just collapsed like other than musicians like every like everyone working behind the scenes on stage which is so many people it's like if you've been doing it for so long, it's the only thing you know how to do. Not only are you going to want to keep doing it, but like you might not like, I feel like I've been running into, I'm almost not qualified to do anything that's going to pay me enough to live right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, I've been a musician for two years. They're like, Oh, you've been unemployed for two years. No, that's not the same thing. Wrong. Um, but that's, that's the vibe you get sometimes. It's like, I've been working my ass off just to have the rugs taken out from under me and I'm still fucking doing it because I don't know what else to do except make it better for myself next year. And even, I don't know, I've been trying to get comfortable with living modestly. Um, and I've been very, you know, grateful that unemployment has been, paying out self-employed people. I've still been applying for jobs for, for months and nothing is, has come through for me. Um, and then Patreon has been one thing that I've been working on and just like, I'm, I've had some grants so we can release music. 
And then I'm grateful that I don't have a ton of bills. So I'm personally doing okay, but I just can't imagine like how hard that would be for somebody who's not in the same situation or just put their whole money into a tour that never happened. Like yep. the accidentals, for example, like, oh, I'm doing okay in the scheme of things. <laughs> I have a home and food and it's, yeah. it's all I need. Yeah, I've been, you know, it's it, part of motivating of like, okay, let's, you know, there's stuff sitting around my house I don't need. Let's get some extra income. But also just really taking stock and like, all right, what are the things that I I know like that I want to keep the things that I need. Um, and part of the reason I have this, like I have an office at third coast now that yes, it costs, you know, it's like an extra rent each month, but mm-hmm. it affords me like, you know, I have, I have two different studio rooms that I can use. I, you know, there's like thousands of dollars in gear between like microphones and like instruments that are kept in tune and, you know, all these things that it, it, it's basically me like buying less excuses. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Once you put money into it, it's like, yeah. It, it's like, I yeah, there's, I literally, you know, I've, I'm doing this other podcast where it's just me and I'm, I'm trying to figure out it. It's like a journey of figuring out what the podcast is and it's just me and a keyboard. And I kind of just, you know, I, I riff or I talk about something in music or life or whatever, and yeah. I'm improvising along the way. And, but and maybe that's that, maybe that is what the podcast is. Yeah. It, it feels very natural to like what I like doing. And mm-hmm. I, I made the observation, like if, you know, I'm, I'm about to be uploading today, the second episode and um, in it, I I think it was the second one or the first one. One of them, I, I, I kind of had the realization of like, it's like, Oh, the, that microphone, I see all these podcasters use. That's what I'm using right now. Like, that's why I have this office. Like it, it makes sense. I can (laughs) grab the things that I need to use for stuff. And it's, and yeah, and it's fun. And yesterday, like uh, Justin Avdek and I were tracking for this like we're we're making like a it's like a <laughs> it's like a pedal review series but for you know people who are sick of pedal reviews <laughs> yes oh you guys are gonna be so good at that get so in there for an episode or something oh yeah we're we're we had a couple ideas that we were already like laughing about to like even something little like <laughs> you know like being like, all right, so we, you know, we really wanted to see what vocals sound like. Let's see what Hannah thinks. And then cut to Hannah and she's like doing some crazy riff or just like shrieking into the mic. And it's like, <laughs> it's like a short like moment. And they're like, uh, yeah, that, uh, that you can use it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, just dumb bits. Like every time we try to explain the pedal, uh, it's the microphones in the chain with the pedal. And we and it's like okay, so you want to make sure that and you click the pedal on. Like it, yeah, like yeah, just, it gets all. Delay. Yeah. Model, oh my god, that's, I can't wait for that. I will be subscribing to that. 
yeah it's so it was already so much fun yesterday but yeah it's you know that's it you know because i i have a um a student model fender roads that i initially bought you know i paid off from a friend over like a two-year period i think i got it from him like four years ago three years ago and i initially bought it because i was like i don't have a roads like it'd be great to use one but now that i have access to like a nice mark ii with a, a speaker roads i'm like i don't really need like i haven't played this roads in months <laughs> and i didn't really play it that much before then so it's like, what do I really it's like? It's not like I'm selling like, like oh, Jimmy Page's like Telecaster or I don't know something he has that's priceless. It's just like, you know, I want to have, I want to have the money to invest in the in the things that I know are like, you know, I don't feel at all concerned about get, investing money into. Um, mm -hmm. So. That's been one yeah. thing about 2020. It's been nice to realize. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you really take stock of, like, your. I mean, what? Why you have what you have to like being home and stuff more. Like, I finally set up a studio that's always here that you can't really see, but it's always around me. And because um, for a long time I was just doing it in my bedroom, which would mean there would be. And my bedroom is a closet. So it would mean that, there, and I'm not kidding. There's no window. There's, it's not legally a bedroom because it's I needed my instruments. <laughs> I needed my instruments to take up the space. Right. Um, but yeah, so I would just like have a microphone like in the way and you'd have to like squeeze in there or I would be taking it apart every couple of days. And I'm trying to make two videos with it a week. So now I've just got like, you plug it in, you turn it on, you better make some music because you just got to be consistent. Like I'm trying to find a way to make it so that I'm still happy, but still putting stuff out there um, that people will enjoy and resonate with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's all you and can do. it's good do. to back you up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I know you have, have to go um, yes, I do. pretty shortly. So yeah, this was great. I'm, I know I, I I feel like we should have another chat because you know we we still have you know hobbies and other life things that we could. I you know. know. <laughs> I brought my guy. Oh, I've been brought, seeing you paint those. Yes, they're so <laughs> tiny though. Like I, I take pictures of them like up here, and I'm like, oh yeah, but <laughs> it's like that big, and I painted every detail. Nice. <sighs> Yeah, there's it's, there's it's my side hustle. <laughs> yeah, there, it, it's been nice to rediscover like some semblance of of a hobby. <laughs> mm -hmm. The last few something months. that you put heart into that you don't get money from. Yep. Yeah, that's nice because I put a lot of heart into something that drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny painted details, but yeah, yeah thanks for um, yeah being open to being on this venture and. Uh, let folks know, I know you have a Patreon, but let folks know where you want them to find you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it's mostly Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, also SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever. It's Patty Per Shayla, spelled like it sounds. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. It's, it's really, it's consistent everywhere. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks again to all the folks who are either listening now or will be listening um, to the Backstage Podcast. Duchess Nettaker, you can find more info about this podcast on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Duchess Nettaker. And you can just type my name in and find, you know, my website, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and 